Hey, it's Page Avenue Crew Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm by myself. I'm in my basement, but good friend, new friend, longtime listener, first time caller of the podcast, Bobby Jaycox <laughs> is on the line. What's up, buddy? What's up, Adam? How you doing, buddy? Hanging in there. First time caller, you know, even though you've been on the podcast twice, this, you're technically this is the first time caller. I don't know. The, 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 the joke worked enough. It, it worked. It worked enough. And I just cannot. I'm. I just feel so sorry for the guy who's trying to skip episodes. He's like, okay, I've missed like two weeks. I don't really like comedy. Didn't really like that Bobby guy. Now, okay, I'm gonna load it back in. They're like, oh, okay, it's just Adam. Nice. All right, I can relax. I'm driving across the country. Hey, what's up? It's Bobby again. He's like, Jesus, fucking cry. Like, he, there's got to be someone who fucking hates it. Every but, fucking yeah. week. Every week. He's not even that fun. He's from St. Louis. Oh, cool. <laughs> wow. But, uh, no, we were talking before uh, we started recording, uh, which is like what we did the first time we did the episode. We just kept chatting like a bunch. And then we were like, we should probably get started. But we were talking about all your Star Wars stuff because I made a guess that I was like, what do you, I was like, upwards or downwards of you've spent like $5,000 on Star Wars stuff. And you said, uh, probably like 10. <laughs> ten dollars but over just ten dollars ten american dollars <laughs> but ten thousand dollars over the course of like years and years and also at the height of page avenue and all that shit when we were making like real money which is funny you you, you brought up uh that i said one time on the podcast that you know we, were, we made like 40 grand and that was no money at all and you're like fuck yeah. i'd love to get 40 grand for being a fucking comedian <laughs> yeah but um even at the height of our career <clears throat> The best year, I'll say this, I'll be transparent. I made a hundred, well, each of us, because we were all getting paid equally, hundred and thirty thousand dollars in two thousand four. And that, like you, per, like you personally, like you, yeah. each person, it was yeah. a collective one hundred thirty. Right, that's really good. Really that's good awesome. money. But at the same time, you know how many like friends or family members that work in like IT or finance, or they work for fucking Merits Travel or some shit. Yeah. And they make like twice that just doing kind of an office job, you know? Yeah. So when we were yes. 24, it was a fucking ton of money. But for adults who are in like the corporate world, it's like, oh, oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, hopefully next year I make more. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure, especially coming from the Midwest, when you make that kind of money, I'm sure that like, like the fact that none of you guys are like dead from drugs or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you make that much money and you guys were also a part of this thing where it's like, there'd always like, there's always this example of bands. Like everyone's like, Oh, if you're going to be in a band, you do this, you tear apart, like your hotel room, you do <laughs> yeah. this next thing. But they never talk about that. They're like, what do you do when you have all this money? And the fact that you made that much money and that the only thing you did was be like, okay, well it's just another Boba Fett helmet or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the fact that that's all you're doing, that's so harmless. Like, I feel like if I would have made that much money back, I would be dead. I think. I think I would have died. I don't know if I would have made it. I'm so thankful that we were pretty pretty chill in terms of like real partying with drugs and all that kind of shit, like pretty conservative, chill dudes. And we all had long-term girlfriends who then became our wives within the first few years. So we were like, we were pretty domestic dudes despite being wild like jackass idiots, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, especially, I guess, because being like in the Midwest, you kind of get like a break when you get back from the road to relax and you're not just spending money. But yeah, I feel like, like, I don't know, like, what, when did you, like, when did you realize that you either had a good or bad relationship with like making a lot of money? Because like, for me personally, like, I never, I've never made a lot of money. Like, I made so little money one year that my tax lady goes, did you know you made so little money this year? that technically you didn't even have to do your taxes. And I go, wait a second. Are you telling me that the government doesn't even care if I'm alive? They're like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling yeah. you. Like, that's crazy. So like, and I went on, I remember I went on, like we went to LA for the first time. That was like one of the very like first trips we, no, we went to, we went to New York uh, with a sketch group. Then we went to LA <clears throat> and it was the first time I had a credit card. And I think that the limit was like, I think it was like 1500, maybe something like that. And so it was the first time I had a credit card and I was like, it was just a cool feeling. You're like, Whoa, yeah. this is awesome. So we're in LA and I go to like, we're buying, you know, we're having meals. We're going here. We're doing that. And then I go to pay and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Your cards declined. I was like, that's <laughs> ridiculous. I'll call them right now. So I call up and I was like, Hey, I think there's fraudulent account. Like, because like I have no more money. And she was like, yep. It looks like you're out of money. I was like, well, that's a mistake. Can you please check it? And she goes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she looks, she goes, I have it right here. Let me start walking you through it. Tell me if any of these sound fraudulent. 
She's like, uh, Jesus Christ, $20 at an ice cream store in LA. Uh, <laughs> just like, she's just like reading through all these transactions. She's like, okay, one, uh, what looks like a sex website. I'm like, okay, well, let's skip that <laughs> one. Uh, and it's just like all this stuff. And at the end, she's like, does that sound right? And I was like, yep. She goes, then that mathematically equals $1,500. I was like, Oh, all right. Well, I'll see you when I get back. Uh, I guess I, when I get back, I'll try to pay this off. But yeah, it like it was such a shock to me, and that was only fifteen hundred dollars. So if that's a sign of how differently we would, I would have tried to buy the franchise. I'd be like, I think I own Star Wars now. Can I buy it with this credit card? Is there enough <laughs> yeah. there to buy Star Wars as it all is? Oh my god! But like, when did you realize? Like, what? When did you realize you either had a really healthy or like not healthy relationship with money and how much you were making? I mean, I started off like a complete idiot with money because I turned 18 before the laws changed in terms of like how credit card companies could advertise to people. Yeah. So in 1998, it's you know, like on my birthday, basically I got mail with half a dozen credit card offers. It was super predatory. So I got one <laughs> as well. And it was so, it was, we were such idiots. I remember one of my best friends and I at something like Denny's, same thing. Um, we would argue over who was going to pay. It's like, no, dude, I just got a new card. No, no, I'll pay. Like it yes. was, it was fucking fake money, you know? Yes. So I was yes. like, I want to say like $3,600 in debt when we moved to California and it had just mm -hmm. been rolling over. I'd been making minimum payments, you know, 21% interest. It was fucking stupid. Yeah. So with our signing bonus, which was not much at all, I think we each got maybe $5,000. I paid that down and then maybe... I guess just put the rest in the bank because I didn't have a car at the time. Yeah. Um, so I was really shitty with money and my ex-wife was good with money. So she kind of straightened me out. But still, I remember being on tour and we could never, ever, ever come out of Walmart. You know, we would go after the show, <laughs> take a stop at the bus. Yes. We could never, ever come out of Walmart without a giant, without spending at least $50, if not 100 or two on just a bunch of DVDs and fucking snacks and all oh, this pair of pants looks funny. I'll buy that as a joke, you know? Yes, dude. I used, we used to buy. We that was when they had the Three Wolf Moon T-shirts at Walmart. And me and my buddy were <laughs> at Walmart. We were like, let's all yeah. buy one. Like yes. you, it's when like you really do. Like as a kid, like you spend money. Like it, like 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 that girl in Clueless or whatever. Like it's just yeah. like every day you're just like, oh, what am I like when you when you're young and in the Midwest, like you just do you don't like you kind of have like you grow up. I feel like everyone around us, there's like people who are, you know, doing well, not doing well, but it's like, there are poor or poorer people. And when you're around that, like all of a sudden, if you have any kind of money, you're just like, Oh, it's a, it's, it's a joke. Like I've never yeah. ever had money. and been like, I should probably put this somewhere. I'm like, I should. And it's back into Walmart or something like that. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like I'll just go to like, I've been to a Walmart and just hang out with my friends and just like, we'd look, walk around and all of a sudden we're just like, Dude, when was the last time you had a super soaker? You know what I mean? Like you <laughs> yes. would just like buy the stupidest things because yes. you could, just because yeah. I could buy stuff. Like, and it's funny what you said about that because even my my ex had a, a much better relationship with like stuff. Like, I mean, I would just all the time would be out and be like, oh, you know what sounds good? Let's get food on the way home. She's like, we have food at home, and I'm like, God, that's so boring. Like, yeah. I just want to spend money. Like, there's something about like wanting to spend money all the time and it's also it's like it's on other people too like you said like i would like the thing about fighting to pay for something like that like when we were in new york this past week or whatever when i was telling you about the thing on my car i was like i i did not have money but i was like with my buddy i was like dude what are you doing i was like good to see you eli I was like you want to do a shot he goes bro you owe money he's like how about i get you a shot i'm like bro who gives a fuck because it's like that's <laughs> yeah. how i view money money is just like it's just a thing and it's yeah. like it, it just helps your relationship to help all that other stuff where it's like, and it doesn't, it's not because money matters. It's just because it's something that can like allow you to do things that without yeah. money you could not do like at all. And I, which it's, it's amazing. So the fact that you spent 10,000, that's, that's <laughs> fucking, it's, it, it sounds crazy, but then it's also like, especially like I've said too, it's like when you don't have kids, like when we were talking on the phone the other day about like when you don't have kids, it's like, isn't that how much it costs to raise a kid in like one year is like $10,000. So you're like, instead of having a kid, I just, you're like, you did the thing that everyone wants to do when they're younger is like to get all the stuff from what they love, which especially star Wars. It's like, if you like Harry, like I like Harry Potter. I'm not going to buy a, I'm like, I'm not going to, I going to buy a wand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. not going to buy a wand. I'm not going to get like a lightning bolt tattoo on my forehead. And it's like, star Wars has that shit to where like, I remember being younger and I didn't really like know the whole story. 
But when I went over to my buddy's house, he had one like a real life Bulba Fett helmet. My buddy Dylan, who he was in Solar Centers, he had played open oh, for yeah. you guys. And I'd go over there and I'd see his Bulba Fett helmet. And I was always just like, whoa. Like it just, it just like all this stuff pulls you in so much. So I'm sure once you see that, and once they realized that they were like, oh, dude, what if we stop making Stormtrooper helmets just all white? What if there was like a cool red one and yeah. then this one had like a tattoo on his face? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like you they made it never ending and never yeah. expanding. It's it's incredible, dude. It's really fucking insane. And that's why I had to stop because there's just too much shit to get. It's yeah. it, it was a complete fucking idiot, idiotic fantasy to think that oh, I'll get I'll just get everything that's ever been made of Star Wars memorabilia. So, sold a bunch of it. I was telling you this before. Um, sold a bunch of it. I still got a ton of it in boxes that I've been taking photos of and trying to to send to this local this slacker cds and games is, is that what they're still called cds and games slackers it's like i wonder if it's just slack i don't even know anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. slackers games and something yeah. they, like yeah. old uh game systems and vintage games and current stuff and dvds and collector uh collectibles like um you know action figures and all that kind of shit i'm gonna essentially trade it all in there for credit and then turn this collection into something refined where it's just like the the different versions of the movies on dvd and VHS and all the different formats, yeah. um, which is still what you were showing me before, which is cool as fuck. All that that shit you were showing me, where it's like a vinyl video, like that yeah. yeah, shit's crazy. I've never seen. I've never. I hadn't seen that before. Not just a Star Wars version. I'd never seen or heard of that. That's fucking cool as shit. Yeah, I had only vaguely heard of it, and then Mike Cronin, um, our biggest fan of all time. Hi, Cronin, yeah. how you doing, bud? What's up, Mike? Like, just sent it to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Just so pumped and kind of. Thought I think I said it on the podcast. Thought it was a laser disc, and then somebody pointed it out on the Discord. I don't know. Maybe one day I could acquire like an old player of that that would have to be repaired, and I could do it. Otherwise, it's just a cool thing on the shelf. But it's it's awesome. Yeah. But speaking of money and things, and having <laughs> to deal with things, I really wanted you to be on to tell this story of all yeah. this fucking shit that went down with you. Not, not that it has anything to do necessarily with music or comedy, but. It, it happened does, well, it while you were on tour yeah. doing shows. So yeah. you had some car troubles, <laughs> so yeah, to speak. Yeah. So what I, you would, uh, you messaged me, uh, when was it? Was it last Monday? Was it, or we're trying, I'm trying to think, was it, was something it like that. Thursday or something like that? Thursday or Monday or something like that. And you were like, Hey man, what's up? Do you want to be on the podcast again? Which again, I was like, like when you would ask me to be on it again, like I was like, dude, I was like, seriously, there's someone's going to hate this. Like I, <laughs> People listen to it for you guys. I, I could not imagine them wanting to be like, I mean, it would it'd be like this. I mean, it would be like, I guess, dude, if Burt Kreischer had Josh on three times in a row, I feel like certain comedy fans would be like, okay, we get it. He's in a Nemo band. Cool you get drums. It. Like, cool. Get you know out. I mean? Yeah. It's like, it swaps. But you were like, no, dude, it seemed like it was a good time. And that, the thing I was going to say is when I was on the road, I was leaving the Philly club one night, like I would say late at night, but it was, I would say early morning would be maybe a better way to, to, to put it. <laughs> but I was coming, I was coming home and, uh, it was like, I was, I was like staying super close to the club. I had my headphones in and I was like, I never really listened to the episodes. Like I didn't even listen to the first one. I didn't, like I told my friends, like, I was like, please listen to this. Like I never tell you to listen to episodes, but please listen to it. So I was listening to the second one and it was like, I mean, it was like, it was funny. Like we were all having fun. We were all laughing so i'm in philly just like on cloud nine i was getting messages from like i mean story of the year fans in uk like just from all over i was getting like all this love and because i've been on the road and after the breakup and stuff and breaking my elbow like i was just like i was on the road and i was listening to that episode and i was just like am i gonna wake up in a second like am i gonna wake up from a coma and everyone's like oh what'd you thought just happened you thought you hung out with your favorite band you thought they liked <laughs> you bro what you're crazy dude so the fact that that all went really well, like I was on cloud nine. So then I'm in Philadelphia and then we do the shows and it goes really well. And then I'm leaving and I'm going to New York and I go to New York and I was going to be in New York this time for like, I would say it was like three days. Cause I was going to be there Sunday through Wednesday, but then Nikki Glazer was in New Jersey. So I went with her and I just was like hung out backstage and like went and watched her shows, which she murdered dude. She completely, it was it was like insane. Like I was watching backstage and she was like, she's so sweet. She's like, if you see anything where you can add a tag, let me know. And she would do a joke. And then like halfway through, I'd be like, Oh, I'm all right. That would be good. And then before I could say it, she would say that line. And then like four more that murdered afterwards. So I was just <laughs> like, I was just like, like I was just on cloud nine. Like I even, uh, I don't know if I told you this when I opened up and this all leads up to the car thing. Whenever I got to open for Brian Regan, 
I was at the steeple center and we're backstage and I was talking to him and I met him once at helium and uh, he goes, Hey man, how are you? And I go, dude, really good. He goes, how are things? I go, well, you know, really good. I go, but I mean like recently, like I broke my elbow skateboarding and like I, me and my girlfriend broke a bunch of stuff. And he goes, Jesus, I asked like what, like what good is happening? I go, no, no, no. I go, the reason I'm saying that is because all this bad shit's been happening to me. But since all that bad shit's been happening, like a lot of good stuff's happened. Like I'm getting booked on the road. Like I'm doing the show with you at the steeple. And like, this is amazing. And then like, I was on my favorite band's podcast and he was, I was like, how are you? And he goes, pretty much the same. Broke my elbow skateboarding. was just on my favorite <laughs> band's podcast. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. And it was like, we just got to kind of chat about that. And it was like, so everything was going good. So then I drive from Philly to New Jersey. And then the next day I'm in New York. And on Monday, I hang out with my buddy Joe. And he was one of my buddies who was with me like when I broke my elbow. So it's like, I, he's like the nicest. He was like, I always have a place to stay in New York. We always hang out. So I'm hanging out with him. And then I have one day before I'm going to leave. Like I have one last show at my buddy's show called Wacky Shack, which is like, it's the best. They just had, you, are you a Rick and Morty fan? I've seen very little of it, but what I've seen, it was fucking brilliant. I know it's some shit I would be into. I just haven't put in the time. No, no, no. And the, the thing I was going to say is because there's a guy that's in there from, uh, do you know, uh, you know, Kyle Mooney? Why can't I think their name? You know, Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett and how they, they used to have that sketch group. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, my God. Do you I, know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. But one of the guys who was in it, my point is, is that like I did a show where like this week, that guy from that sketch group was there. Oh, I'm going to be so upset that like, I have to look it up later. I'll send you the sketches. They're fucking hilarious. But it's like all these fucking like people on these shows and it's like, I was just having the time of my life. I was like, dude, like there's like humongous people on shows that I'm doing. I'm like running into people. Like I'm like showing up at comedy places. They're just like going. You're just like, all of a sudden like Ari Shafir. You're like, what the fuck? Like, it's just like all these people. I'm like time of my life. So I can't preface how good my life was going like that night. Like I was just, everything was good. So then I was like, I'm going to go to the national history museum, which me and you had talked about, which like, yeah. if you've never been, it's, it's truly incredible. Like it's, it's masterfully set up. It has like what seems like never ending hallways. And then you just like, you look around and you're just like, Oh fuck. I forgot that this planet is pretty cool. Like you fucking just like dinosaurs, just, like, <laughs> asteroids, cavemen. It's fucking it's, awesome. It's, in, it's, it really it is insane. It's like, it, there's certain things that when you see them, when everyone goes there, like there's such a piece to it. Cause it's like, as everyone's looking around, you just like walk by someone, you're like, sorry, we are all human. Excuse me. Like there's something that really <laughs> like pulls you into like how beautiful it is. So what people don't know though, is that when you leave, even one of my teachers from high school is messaging me, letting me know this, but apparently it's like free. Like you, you, it does cost money, but there's a way where you, when you get there, you can be like, like it was the last 30 minutes for me or they'll be like, you can get in for free. So I went for free. Or as I say, you go for free unless you're like me and park in the wrong spot because then it'll cost you a towing fee. <laughs> so I park my car in Manhattan or where, or like by Soldier's Memorial, wherever the fuck right. that is, downtown, whatever. And I always screenshot where my car is because I've been out. I went to Venice Beach one time and all my friends were there. And so I parked my car, shut the door, beep, beep, just start walking. And then it, I, I was like, all right, guys, I got to get out of here. I had to go to a show. And I, we had to help. We had to drive my car around. I'm like flying around a lime scooter. I like lost my car. It's like a huge... Oh. thing that i do that people be like bobby where's your car and i go oh fuck i forgot everyone's like what dude what is you're so stupid dude like everyone gets so bad <laughs> yeah. so now i'm by myself and i go back to where my car is and i'm like dude where's my car start start like freaking out and realizing my car's towed so i start going like fuck just out loud there's like this woman eating a sandwich looking at me i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> i was like my car just got towed and she's just like like she's just staring at me just like you're going crazy i'm just trying to feed pigeons so <laughs> i freak out and i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do and i'm like at this point i'm like i do i don't have a car i'm like i'm gonna be like macaulay culkin like in home alone too like just like <laughs> yes. just like staying in my aunt's studio that she's like they're like well, they're rebuilding the biggest apartment you've ever seen in your fucking life in new york city uh you know i met i met a bird lady it was great but <laughs> so i i go to the i call it is a whole thing i call the pound and I was like, Hey, I, you know, I lost my car. They're like, here's the, here's the pound that it's at go to the Bronx. And I was like, okay. I was like, that sounds cool. I was like, Hey, my car's in the Bronx. I don't know. So I go to get my car. I get on a subway and they're like, we're closing soon. I was like, please don't. Cause I have to get my car. Cause I have to, I was going to leave right after my show on Wednesday. I was either going to leave after my show or maybe like six in the morning, like depending on if we were going to party or not. So we're, <laughs> I go and I go to pick up my car and I'm like, hi, here's my driver's license, everything. She goes, 
well, there's only one problem. Uh, your plates are expired. And I was like, yeah, that sucks. So I'll fix that as soon as I get home, I promise. And she <laughs> yeah. goes, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, my bad. Oh, you want to smack my wrist? I promise. I, I understand. And I was like, I get it. And she goes, she's like, yeah, so uh, it, yeah, your, it, it, your registration's expired. And I was like, no, it's not. She's like, it 100% is. So I was like, let me go get it from my car. And I go get it from my car, which if you, if you go to like the NYPD pound, they give you a piece of paper and you go up and you walk to a guy, a cop in a car. And then he walks, well, you walk and he drives. So like I'm walking next to him in a car that drives. there's four extra seats. Like they're known for putting people in the cars and right. I'm just walking next to him to my car. And he's like, damn dude, what happened? I was like, I don't know, dude. I think my <laughs> registration's expired. I gotta get all this stuff. And he was like, man, didn't your mom ever tell you to like keep extra money? And I was like, dude, I will bribe an <laughs> NYPD officer right now. If I can get my car back, I will give yeah. you all of my cash that you can find in my car, which is not a lot to get, <laughs> to get home. And he goes, Oh man, that sucks. And I go, yeah, man, it really does. I was like, and also, and I wasn't, I had a friend to stay with and I do sleep in my car sometimes if I'm like on the road here or there. And he was like, but I was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I guess sleep in the streets of New York. And he goes, <laughs> damn dude. That's rough. And I was like, it is, man. It is. <laughs> yes, so officer. Back, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. This does suck. Serve and protect, man. And so we fucking go back down. He's got like, walk me down. I go back to the lady and I was like, here's all my information. And I have noticed ah, my plates are expired. She's like, I know. And I was like, I know too. <laughs> but listen, I'm going to get fired if I can't get back to like, I have, to, I have a show. I have four shows in Springfield. I was going to drive there and I was barely going to make it. And I need my car like right now. And she goes, sir, I do not need this drama in my life. I was like, I don't need this drama in my life. I was like, what are you talking about? So I start freaking out. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to call the DMV. It's closed. I'm like, call I'm like calling everyone, dude. I'm like calling my second grade teacher. Just being like, can I borrow your light? Can I like, can you like give me your plates? Like send them to New York city. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just trying to pull out anything I can do. And I'm like, ma'am, what can I do? And this is what she said. She goes, we can take, we can give you your car. You can call a tow truck. They'll tow it out, but we take your license plates off. I'm like, Oh, so I drive a go-kart home. So I like drive, <laughs> like, so I'm going to drive a car that I definitely get pulled over. This is stupid. So I was like, whatever. So I go home that night, go do my buddy's show at wacky show, crush, have a great show. Got to talk about my car getting impounded at night. New York city has such love that there was just these like, there was these like guys and girls who was like one buddy who I did stand up with these two girls who were just at the show who lived in Brooklyn, who were like friends with the guys who host. They were both like, do you not have a place to stay? I was like, no, my buddy John's like, dude, stay with me. And the one girl's like, no, you can stay with me. My house is beautiful. And she's like, stay with me. I have cats. And this girl's like, I have two cats. And I was like, I feel like Mark Cuban on shark yeah. tank. I'm like, mm, how about 20% of staying at your place? Uh, I'll come pet your cat for 30%. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm just like, feeling a lot of love which was cool because i was telling people what happened they're like so your car can't get out i was like i'm gonna get it out tomorrow so i call up in the morning i'm like calling the dmv and then the, this is what the dmv in missouri says they're like well the problem is we can't give you your car because you have to, we can't like give you new tags because you have to get an emissions test and i go i understand <laughs> but my car is in new york city right now what the fuck do you want me to do do you want me to go get an old pickle jar and put it down by my catalytic converter and fucking like try to like send it to you like a girl who sells her farts and just you like i get it like send it to a st louis mechanic who like opens it up and he's like oh yeah that's clean you know what i mean like i have no fucking clue what you guys want me to do and she was you know she was like i don't need this job and i was like whatever so then i had to i got a flight home i had to leave my car my guitar and my party equipment which whatever you know whatever you know weed or whatever you know we're, we're, like, like, we're put yeah yeah we're, we're, we're yeah we're, i'm a comic so we're there but i but i but i had to put it down i had to leave it all in new york city and so i flew home had to get a rental car got a rental car went to springfield all, all the money i made that weekend doing comedy like all like all the i think it was like 200 grand uh <laughs> but all the money that i made that weekend doing comedy went right back to New York city. Uh, it just as like a whole city. Yeah. And I, so I flew back and I, I had to get, dude, I had to get an Uber to go to the DMV in St. Louis. Like what a weird thing. Like the guy's like, why are you going to the DMV? I'm driving you. Like why? Like don't yeah. you have a car? He's like, isn't that why you're going to the DMV? And I'm like, I just like the DMV. Uh, so it's just like, dude, it was just, it was a nightmare. But after it like that night, I was walking home after the show. My buddy went home. He's like, he's like, hit me up whenever you need a place to stay. Whenever you're done, you know, hanging out at Wacky Shack. 
and I started walking home and I had my, I just had my headphones in and I had like, like a bunch of like old timey songs or whatever. And I was just like, I was almost like, I was like dancing in the streets, like the Joker, but without losing my mind or killing people. Like I was just like walking (laughs) back to his house and I was like, man, I do feel really fortunate and like happy in my life right now to know that like all this shit that's going on and all the money I owe, like with my arm or like any of these things that happen or my car or anything. I was like, I really was at like a good place in my life. And it was like, and truly it was like, it did get kickstarted by being on the podcast with you guys. Like I've told all my friends, like I never tell you guys to listen to episodes I'm on of anything. You got to listen to two episodes of the story. You're now three. It's like, you got to listen to these three. Cause it's like, but that's how it's just, yeah, I've been on the road and like people talk about comedy and like beating the shit out of you. And it does. And everyone was like, man, I feel so bad for you. And I'm like, dude, nothing. Something could have happened to my family. Something could have, you know, something could have, I'm like, this is just a car. This is just money. Like, I really don't care about it. It really put a lot of shit like into perspective to where I was like, oh, you kind of can't hurt me. Like, you know what I mean? Like as long like I have to work harder to make that money back, but it's like the world will take your car. It'll do this, but it's just like, there's always a solution. And I was just like, I, you can't even hurt me anymore. And I'm like, I'm at this point where I'm feeling really funny. Like I'm starting to have like clips come out from my special and stuff. So I'm just like, to get upset about a car seems like something like that's just that's like for dads to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like do you ever like see like dads get mad? Like, come on! You're like, just call, just take a breath, Brian. You know what I mean? Like, they're <laughs> yeah. just getting they get so upset, dude. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not like that. I'm like, I especially when you don't have kids or anything. You're like, what am I gonna get? I'm life is just happens. Like, oh yeah, this does suck. But you know what? I, you, you're like, I didn't like lose my dick today. You know what I mean? That would right. be. That would be a bummer if they pounded my dick. <laughs> <laughs> or pounded your dick. Either one. Please pound it. Hey, NYPD, could you pound me, please? Could you give me a quick pounding from the loo? How about I beat your fucking dick off? <laughs> oh, yeah, you beat it off. Yeah, you beat it. Don't stop. Don't stop, officer. Ooh. <laughs> They're like, sir, uh, you can't do that here either. I'm like, oh, God, you got all these rules. <laughs> New York City can't fuck cops or nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah, cops in New York don't laugh though. They are not fun. Have you ever met you like you've done you've yeah, been in yeah, New York? Yeah. They don't they they like don't fuck around at all. Like it's weird because like, you know, you'll meet like I mean, I don't know, like they're they're civil servants. Like there's you you yeah. should be like, but they always got their like hands on their belt, like, what up? And it's like just yeah. bro, whatever. We were in New York, we were getting in the subway, and it was me, my buddy Kevin White, and my buddy Reggie Kush, and we're walking downstairs, and my buddy Kevin goes through, and I go through, and my buddy Reggie's behind us. And dude, as soon as we go through, you see that there's like a wall on each side of like, there's probably like 20 cops Mm -hmm. and we're about to walk through. And my buddy Reggie is hilarious, dude. And he just goes, excuse me, officers, would you mind turning your heads for a second? (laughs) Cause he was going to jump the turnstile to not pay. And they, they all like look at him and they're all like chewing gum. Like (laughs) they don't laugh at all. And then he goes, (laughs) I'm kind of serious. <laughs> and they do, they don't laugh. I am on the ground in the subway laughing. And I was like, dude, they didn't get it. That's a funny bit. But I was like, yeah, dude, they don't laugh. They don't like to, like, they're not like, you can't, like, I asked them one for directions. I was like, hey, we're trying to go to the, uh, we're trying to go to the 9 11 memorial. Where is that? And he goes, were you trying to go uptown or downtown? I was like, <laughs> that's what the fuck I'm asking you, man. And he goes, well, if you don't even know if you're going uptown or downtown, you're going to get lost pretty fast. I was like, yeah, man. That's why I'm talking to a police officer. This is what Sesame Street told me to do, bro. Like, this shit's like, you should be helping me. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, dude, it was, a, it was a huge bummer, man. It was a huge bummer. But I'm, I'm much better now. Much, much better. So, did you end up flying back up there to get it once you got your registration and all that shit? Yep. Fuck, man. Yep. But that's the other thing, too. So, I, I've only flown... I've only, I've only, the first time I flew, I was 25 and it was to New York. It was to, uh, the first time I flew was to, uh, to New York with my, my sketch group. We went to New York and went and saw like Saturday Night Live. We went and saw like Seth Meyer. We went and like saw like all these shows and stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. So, and then, and then, um, what did we do first? Did we go to New York first. Yeah. We went to New York first and we went to LA. So like, I don't like the first time I flew, I was 25 and I'm like looking out the window, like a five-year-old, like this old woman's just yeah. trying to go to sleep. I'm looking over her. I'm like, Wow we're above the clouds. Like, I'm just like fucked up by like how fun this is. So even whenever I got to fly back, everyone's like, ah, oh, it sucks. You got to fly. But I'm like, I mean, dude, I mean, I still like, I get super amped when I'm like on like the flight. Like I remember the, I was telling, I think I told maybe it was on the podcast or before, but it was when your guys, it was when wolves came out. And oh, I was yeah, like, you were doing- I was, 
Yeah, like listening the album to you guys. in sync with the the takeoff. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I was like trying to do it, like as Bang Bang come on. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, Bang Bang. I'm like, oh, we're just driving this thing around. I'm not, I didn't know planes drove this much. Like I thought they would just back up and take off, and they're like, all right, <laughs> let's make a right here. And I'm like, hey, I think you're supposed to face that way, buddy. Like it's such yeah. a weird thing. But yeah, like so when I was flying, like I literally, like I literally smile like a kid. Like when we take off, I'm like. Like, I love it. I, so it's like, so it, it, and dude, flying into <laughs> New York City and looking at it from above, you're like, we built this? Like, not me and you, but people yeah. did. Like, Humans, you just yeah. like, you look down and it's like concrete jung- jungle is the best term for it. It's just like, it's yeah. just vast and it's just like, it's never ending. It doesn't go to sleep. You see like the richest guy you've ever seen on what, like going this way. And then the poorest person you've ever seen going this way. It's like, you're just like, Dude, it's like it's got the whole, it's got everything there, dude. This place has everything. There's a great David Cross bit about that that you probably remember. You know, it's uh-huh. like he's like, oh my god, it's like it's, it's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, but it's it's the craziest guy I've ever seen. What do I look? What do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard that bit, but that is, that's exactly what it's like. Like me and my buddy were leaving the subway one time, and we were so tired, and all of a sudden I like tried to save him, but we were so exhausted. And it's like five in the morning, and I like go no. And he stepped in shit and we were like, <laughs> oh. oh, dude, maybe it was like a deer shit. And we were like, in the subway system? No, dude, that's a human piece of shit you just stepped uh, in. Oh, my God, we wanted to die. Yeah. But it's human like, but shit. It, it is. And well, you, you've talked a lot about like, um, you said, I think from what I've heard, it seems like the, your favorite place you've ever been is Japan. Am I, am I wrong? Does that seem like your favorite place? That's, yeah, it's my favorite place. Yeah. And Tokyo what, is, is it, probably my favorite city in the world. Yeah, and what what is it about the place? Like, what do you like about it? What do you love about it? Because it's like when when you love a place that most people like. I'm still telling. Like, now I talk about New York City like an asshole. I'm like, I'm like, I went to New York City. I'm like, and you've been, and people are just like, no. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what? And it's like, especially for you, you had said something where you're like, when you realize that you might not ever go back to Japan again, it like made you want to cry. And it's yeah. like, I'm I'm like, I understand that feeling because especially as a person who travels, you realize that like it's the special part of why you love it. But what do you love about Japan? Like what is the things about Japan that you like love besides that they love American boys or whatever? (laughs) I I think a lot of it is just the era I grew up in, you know, once, you know, the generations that followed our grandparents' generations, you know, uh, who, who were fascinated with and uh, found everything about Eastern culture, especially Japanese culture, endearing, you know, once, Cause our grandparents are like, Oh, you know, the Japs and the war. And you know, there's like, there's residual kind of like racism and hate. From oh it, yeah. You know? Like racism um, for sure. Yes. The generations that followed, I think we all as an American culture became to some degree obsessed with that. And some of it's very like, you know, stereotype driven, which is kind of a weird form of racism too. You know, we're all thinking like, Oh yeah, go to Japan. Everybody must do martial arts there. That kind of <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, so there's that like, just, growing up in that there was always that fascination and it's such a different yeah. culture because japan especially was so isolated for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years it's so different from europe and all of the adjacent areas that you know fucking white people came up in so the culture is fascinating on that level and then there's just something about the it's like you almost feel like you're on a different planet oh yeah i bet you know like the feeling of like you're talking about the concrete jungle and seeing just endless buildings and streets and skyscrapers and all the shit that we don't have. in, you know, the St. Louis <laughs> metro area. <laughs> Dude, uh, every time I come back in and see the skyline from St. Louis, after I've done bigger and bigger, like you'll do a big city. It's like you go to Kansas city and you're like, ah, there's the arch. But then the more I come back, I'm like, dude, did they, did they demo a building? Like, did they take one <laughs> yeah. away? Yeah. yeah. So, oh so take that feeling and quadruple it at least. And, then, you know, add all the neon of, of a place like Vegas and it being in a completely different language that doesn't use any Western characters, you know, a whole different alphabet. It all, it looks, like I said, like another planet. So for the, you know, seeing that for the first time is like the most amazing culture shock ever. Yes. And there's something very elegant and um, just e- easy to romanticize about the language and the culture and the, the sort of all the remnants of, the uh, a very honor based system a lot of stuff yeah. that was like pretty shitty and gnarly when you really look at japanese history i don't know i won't go into well, it but and it's clean too like like then it's oh, like yeah, when dude. you go there like they all everyone's like putting everything where it goes like not like in america where it's like recycling trash 
glass and people are just shitting in all of them. People are just yes. like, not, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, it's so shitty. But I've always heard that, yeah, Japan, like my buddy Kenny Kynes has been there a bunch, I think. And I've always asked him, and he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, I want to move there. He said the same thing. Yeah. He's just like, he's like, it's so, he's like, it's such a different way of life. And it's, and it's like, but it feels, and he's like, and it, maybe not better is the right term, but he's like, from what you're used to, to then like going there, it's like, it's like, it's just amazing. It's just the yeah. best. That's there's cool. something, uh, I, I think it really appeals to my OCD. Yeah. Because it, it, there's, there's like, OCD is like built into the culture. No one does anything half-ass. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're sweeping, you know, a sidewalk in front of a store or designing an airplane or they're nursing a child. Everyone yes. does, or at least they're expected to culturally to do their absolute best at it. I remember yes. um, walking the streets early because, you know, jet lag, I'm up at six and as soon as it's light out, I'm just, I'm going to go walk the fucking streets of Tokyo. So watching people kind of open up the stores, the, ri- the sort of ritualistic way they have of, you know, putting the sign out, sweeping the, uh, the welcome mat, you know, all this kind of stuff. I, I saw this old man who was no younger than 70 something, if not 80 down on his hands and knees with a brush like this size, you know, it looked like a, almost like a shoe brush, yes. hand brushing the fucking welcome mat on this store. And oh my like God. part of you goes like, like oh, Forrest Gump, like Forrest Gump and that fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like when yeah. they're like just cleaning the forest talking about like shrimp, dude. Yeah, dude. He's yeah. just like, he's cleaning exactly. it like he's in the military. Yeah. Yeah. So part of you goes like, oh, that poor guy does that for a living. And the other part of you or the part of my brain said, wow, like what incredible dedication to doing yes. what you do yes, as well as you possibly can. Yeah. And the way you'll you'll get handed even like a bag in a store, you know, you'll buy one pen and they'll put it in a nice paper bag, very deliberately fold it in the most perfect way, put a sticker that's branded for the store right on the seal and hand it to you with two hands in a very proper way. Yeah. And I just fuck it. That shit really pushes my buttons as an obsessive compulsive type person, you know, truly when like you said something too, that kind of hit, hit um, uh, a, a note for me, which is like, cause we both, we, I've heard you say this before in the podcast and it's like, we both live in the Midwest. We know what it's like, it's like you grew up in an area that's racist, but it's like what the thing about the racism is it's like, they're wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Shut the fuck up. Ooh, yeah! shut up. Oh no, it's the cops. Oh, dude, not again, dude. Don't take my car, bro. Don't take my fucking car. Oh my God. What's up, Dan? Hey, I'm at the bar, so it's going to be loud, but I'm standing outside. So, Wait, no, uh, what, um, what bar are you at? I'll tell you in a minute. Then you can come find me. Oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah, I, don't tell the, I don't want to tell the people, you know? Yeah, don't tell, yeah, don't tell the people because, like, dude, they'll come up, they'll show up, they'll try to kiss you all night. And that's my move, bro. Dude, that's I have my seven move. fans. I have seven fans. I don't want all seven of them to be here at once. Oh my god, yeah. dude! Yeah. I, I, Dan's not I, doing I, a fucking signing on a Tuesday or whatever. Yeah, Dan. Last night, last night I was at this bar in uh, Columbus, and they had this thing where it's like you pay a dollar and you can play a song for five dollars. They'll play a music video, and I was like, oh, dude! I go up and I was like, hey, do you have any song? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, you guys do Bang Bang by Story of the Year and play like a video, and they're like, yeah. And I was like super pumped, and I sent you guys a video, dude. It was like eight seconds off the audio like it was like <laughs> it would be like bang bang and then all of a sudden i'm like wait why are they running this isn't i was like i think you guys played the wrong one it was like i was like can, i wanted to be like dude can you give me at least three dollars back like it was just so <laughs> fucked up but yeah i played you guys in the bar last night because i was like i fucking missed my boys bro i missed my boys blue. my boys hey hey uh i don't have headphones so this probably sounds like shit sorry but i figured i'd say hi what are you guys just talking about your love for each other or what what you guys got going on it's yeah, it's it's a real horned up love fest. It's good. Tight. We're talking about how we we're talking about how we love each other. Right now, we're talking about Japan and like our favorite places we've gone. And I was telling him about the thing I was just saying was like he went. He was talking about how you like go to Japan. He's like you kind of grow up where it's like you know your grandparents might be like racist towards stuff, but then you go to the place and then you realize you're like, oh these like from what you were describing like whenever they would give you if you would buy something they would put it in a nice bag handy with you two hands be sweet that's what grandparents are like like it sounds like japan (laughs) is like full of like what all grandparents should be like just (laughs) loving people but because that we had a war with them our families are like ah they clean the ground which is like dude i hate when i go i hate when i i hate when i go to a new restaurant and every time i go to like a new restaurant i'll be like wow this place is good and then you look up and the ceiling tiles are like falling in from like the guy and they're like it just didn't make money to fix that because we're american so 
the food's good, but don't look up. But like in Japan, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it was like that. You were like, they're like, they do everything because they care about it. Where in America, they do it because they're like, I got to feed my kids. Like it's, it's so yeah. different. <laughs> well, Japan, Japan has evolved a lot in the last uh, 60 years or so. For World War II, it changed a lot, evidently. But You mean almost 80? Oh, fuck yeah, that was the 40s, right? Yeah, never mind. I was thinking that was Isn't the that 60s. fucking weird? Yeah, that's 80 years. All the all the math. Oh. Dude, you know what somebody I, I said the other day? I still do math like it's, two, like it's 2000. Yeah. I still am yes. like 1980. I'm like 20 that's years. That's, that's what I just did <laughs> in my mind. I was like 60 years. Yeah, it's 2000, right? Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> Dude, so, okay. So somebody said something the other day and two, one thing really hit me and then my wife told me a story that her best friend told her. And it, my wife. My fucking, my wife, <laughs> my my wife. fucking brain almost fell out. So somebody, I, I think I was... I was talking about a building that had like a, an art deco kind of facade on it, you know, and I, art deco wouldn't come to my mind. And I was like, art dickhead. you know, the style, it, you know, kind <laughs> of like deco. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, the kind of, what do you call it from, you know, from the twenties, uh, like the so-and-so. And right when I said the twenties, I realized, oh, we're in the twenties now. Yeah. So you wow. have to say the 1920s and yes. then. Back in the twenties, yeah, yeah, we're in the twenties. It's it, it started yeah. to kind of freak me out. Like, when do we start referring to decades now? When do I say like, yeah. like when we were growing up, you like, uh, yeah, you know, this record came out in seventy four or whatever. Yes. When do you start abbreviating like that? Because right now, if I said we, that we put that album out in seventeen, that would sound fucking weird. Right? Yeah, the teens that didn't really, they don't really <laughs> get you, a name. Like the ooh, the ooze didn't game and get a name either. Like the two thousand ooze, <laughs> like the two thousand ooze, like they didn't really get any good. Yeah, the, <laughs> the ooze. Dude. But to that same point you're saying, also, I don't give a fuck about and Anytime people say like, anytime someone says 1960, I'm like, you have my attention. Then they're like, dude, in 1940, I'm like, dude, people weren't even real back then. <laughs> look at pictures. They don't even look normal. So like, we're like in the, we're in the 2020s. So it's like, it's not going to be long where people are like, hey, do you know in uh, 2020 and people are going to be like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. We don't, we're like, that's what we're going to be. We're in like the beginning of the, we're at the beginning of it where people don't give a fuck very yeah. soon. Dude, think about oh this. Dude, think about this. Motley Crue's first record came out in 1980, right? So Livewire and Too Fast for Love and all that shit came out in 1980. So until now, that's been 42 years. So think 42 years before that, right? That was 1938. <laughs> It was 40 years. Oh, my God. So that's that's the fucking time gap God. between the first Motley Crude record oh. and then and then, <laughs> na- then to now. What the fuck is that? That's fucking insane. That is insane. Yeah, the first Motley Crude album is the midway point between <laughs> World War II and now. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude. What the fuck? That sucks. That makes start me, my war, bro. That makes me want to cut my face off right now. <laughs> jump off a bridge. Just don't even go home. Go straight to a bridge oh, and jump off. Well, and back then they could like differentiate too because it's like, oh man, now we have sound coming in, in, out of a television. <laughs> but now it's just like everything looks the same. It's like colored TV. You're like, we have that. You're like, now it's just like, bro, pre-4K or was it when they had 4K? Like we don't even have new cool <laughs> shit. We just all exist. And we're just like, oh man, oh my God. Yeah, and especially like what you were just saying, like you're like Motley Crue was like the in-between point between here and here. It's like, <laughs> It's weird to fucking think about whenever I say Motley Crue, like I didn't even, I wasn't even alive in the eighties and I still think it's like close to me or I like, I can like think about it. But when I think about like the thirties, it doesn't even seem like anywhere near us. So then to think about like how how quickly people are going to be like, I was like, I was born in, I was born in 1990 and people are going to be like, what? You were born when there was still like a one at the beginning. Like it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You were born in the 1900s. You're old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes. here's, the, here's the story. Yeah. Here's my final thing, and we should wrap it up because I got to edit this tonight. So Jill's best friend is in grad school. So she's like, she's getting her master's. So she has to like, she has to teach. She's at that part where she has, she has students, right? Yeah, it sounds hot, um, bro. And, and uh, bro. one of them uh, wrote a paper and referred to something that happened in like 1992, I think, as in the 1900s. <laughs> Dude, in 92, I was listening to Nirvana and shit. I was all psyched. Fuck. Bobby was a the two-year-old 1900s. crying baby. <laughs> I mean, it was the 19. <laughs> it was I the won't, 1900s, bro. but it just sounds so wrong to call it that. Like, she said she was just furious. Like, get out. 
get out right now. Like, fuck you. I mean, yeah, it is kind of like, it does kind of make you angry. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I get it. I did the same thing at that age. Yeah, and I'm, for and sure. I just for sure. fully accepted it and it's cool. But it's just, you got to, you got to understand that, yeah, we're old and that's cool. I'm fucking happy to be old, but you know. Yeah. Well, dude, check this out. I, you know how we were, we were talking about that Ninja Turtles movie the other day, which was made in like, I think, 89 or I think yeah. when it was made. Oh, 90. 90. 90. Okay, yeah. And it's like, and it's such, for me, it's such a good movie and I love that movie. But I always hate, like, whenever I was growing up, like, my dad would be like, my dad was like, bro, have you ever seen Vision Quest? And I'm like, <laughs> talking about. And you know what I'm saying? He's like, and then I think you'd watch this movie and they think it's great, but you watch it and you can tell that the editing was like, before they had good editing it's like one of the shots <laughs> is out of focus and so i try not to do that now like if someone like if someone's like in a younger generation i try not to be like oh you've never seen that movie but i did it the other day like i so I, I met i met this girl she's super cute and i just like well i never do this and i walked up to her i was like hey i was like i'm so sorry i was like can i give you my number you can message me if you want but i'm like i never do this but i was like I just, I, I, you're so cute. And she was like, Oh, thanks. Whatever. And I was like, and then she was like, we went on a date and she was like, she was like 21, 22. And so I'm 31. So it's like, that's a 10 year gap. So then afterwards she was like, Hey, we like, what do you want to do? We can go like to your house. We'll like go hang out. And so we go to back to my house and we're hanging out. We're just drinking, just hanging out. And she goes, she was like, Hey, she was like, uh, do you want to watch a movie? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, have you seen the new Batman? And she's like, no, I haven't. Or she's like, I don't know if I've seen the new one. I go, Whoa, real quick. You ever seen the old one? Like the, like the, with Michael Keaton? And she's like, I haven't. She's like, let's put it on. We put it on and I'm so jacked because I love <laughs> that fucking movie. I love that Batman. Yeah. Yep. And I put it on and she's like, she laughed like probably three <laughs> times before it started. She's like, why is that guy talking like that? And I'm like, and then all of a sudden, that's like the Joker comes in. He's like, think about the future. She's like, dumb line. I was like, dude, can you stop ruining my favorite movie? You want to shut the fuck like, up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, that's how quick you realize these things loop over and they're like, yeah. cool, not cool, yeah. cool, not cool. A trope of something not yeah. as cool. It just sucks, dude. Bro. I, I have to, oh. I, sorry. I have to show my kids things all the time. So I, I'm very familiar with that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is oh cool, this God. is cool. And they're like, no, it's not. And I'm like, fuck. Why does it look like that? It looks yeah, like crap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But there are things that you're going to show them that are cool. Because I do remember when I was younger, I remember I watched Breakfast Club with my dad. And it like, I remember starting it and I go, the whole thing takes place in this room. And he's like, just shut the fuck up and watch this. And yeah. I did. And then it, it, it's like, it, it's one of the best movies of all time. Like it truly is one of the best movies of all yeah. time. It's so good. Like such a good coming age tale. That's like also fucking really funny. Well, that works because oh it's God. not, it's not like action and doesn't need a lot of CG and shit, you know? So that works. Cause it's a, it's about dialogue in the story. So that, that, yeah. that holds yes. a little better, you know? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Dude, yeah you're right. Last example. And I for real, for real need to end. Uh, my wife, my wife, she's only hey, seven years younger than me. Um, but welcome to my wife. Sorry, go ahead. Uh. <laughs> so, so th it, there's rarely anything that. That's what you sing at the gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Oh god! Sometimes episode I'm titles just, in. just reveal themselves in. You know? In. in the moment. You just <laughs> oh fuck! Do you ever feel like fucking her? Do you ever, <laughs> ever want to turn her around? Oh my god! So, so anyway, what what did she say? <laughs> uh, so it's 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 rare that I refer to something that she doesn't know about you know that you know because she was the first uh of her kids so uh, of all her siblings so her parents showed her everything so she, you know it's rare where i'm like have you seen this movie and she's like what's that but uh she had never seen groundhog day so we started to watch it a few years ago i, I made milo watch that the other day actually one of the fucking best comedies of all time right i love it 15 minutes in she's like i don't i don't think i can f fucking watch this <laughs> and i'm yeah. like what she's like i i I'm sorry, I can't get over these people's fucking teeth. I can't do it. Everyone has Dude, the worst terrible yeah, they yellow had, like, teeth. Like European teeth. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's because in the '80s, you didn't have to look good to be an actor. You just yeah, it was just normal people. It was before everybody started super whitening their teeth and shit. And she's yeah. like, all I see is teeth. I can't, I can't watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, dude. And it's like everyone. Yeah, it's like they're like this is like the shot for the movie, and you're like. Dude, is are they dirty? Like it, it does look like it does like like now you watch a movie and everything's perfect, but you'll watch it back then and you're like, yeah, what's wrong with their teeth? Like why do they look like that? And also, 
if you watch a movie old enough, I swear to God, boobs used to be different. I swear <laughs> to God, in old movies, you see boobs and you're like, dude, there's not boobs like that in the world anymore. They don't have boobs like that. Those, they used to be real, like, different. They were like, just nipples out of this world. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's called evolution, oh Bobby. Hello. Yes. It's sexual <laughs> evolution. It quick. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. Um, All right. Welcome to my wife. This was a good, <laughs> good time. Uh, Bobby, tell the people where to follow you on social media. Uh, follow me on social media. At, it's at Bobby J. Cox at everything. B-O-B-B-Y-J-A-Y-C-O-X. Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff. I have my new special. They're starting to release stuff uh, online. Uh, you can check that out at Helium Studios. Uh, I'll be at Camp Illinois tomorrow night doing a show. Uh, and then I'm going up to Wisconsin uh, to do shows at the West Bend Theater. So Wisconsin. that's where I'll be. Come check them out if you're on. Wisconsin. Cool. That's tight. Um, my stuff is Thanks, all buddy. at Adam the Skull. Oh, also, I should mention, this is relevant because uh, it has to do with music. Yes. Um, there are no tickets available, but it's cool, and we'll maybe do some uh, other ones in the future. My Star Wars podcast and the other podcasts on our network are hosting a thing called Mosh Isley, which is, uh, if you don't know what Star Wars is, it's a play on a Star Wars place never heard um of it. it's like a star wars themed emo night we're doing it at chain reaction in anaheim the saturday of star wars celebration which is next weekend actually um yeah chain reaction was the first venue that we ever played at in california oh cool it's in orange county a famous old punk rock club we're doing a star wars emo night it's gonna be it's fucking like sick. creepy crawl of, yeah. it's a creepy crawl of orange county yeah oh dude that's tight the strip yeah, mall you told there me about now, that the other day it's gonna be sick dude yeah it's gonna be fucking dope the strip mall there now there are there are no legitimate businesses in that strip mall. Like I don't even think there was like twenty years ago, barely. Nick sent us some pictures the other day. He's like, dude, I swear these are all just fucking money laundering fronts. Like they're, yeah. they're just they're full of crap. It looks like it just looks like a storage unit. They're never open. It's it's funny. But uh yeah, great venue and it's gonna be tight to go back there and do a Star War. Dude, that's gonna be fucking sick, bro. Have fun, dude. That's gonna be so awesome. That is gonna be fun. I would almost it would almost be worth it for me to have to deal with Star Wars to go see that. But <laughs> we'll, but we'll do more in the future. Yes. Uh I'll All be right. speaking of welcome to my wife, I'll be a simple plan on Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Oh shit, I'm trying to go. Have you talked uh, to those guys? No, but Bon like the point people have tickets, so uh we can we can talk about it after this. But Sick. But yeah, if anybody sees us there, come say hi, and we'll uh, we'll welcome you to Adam's wife's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's got puppies coming out of it. <laughs> All right, uh, that's where we wrap it up. Bobby, you want to you want to do the suck one? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, do it. Well, um, suck one. Can we go up?